Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is holiday music. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Llewellyn, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast, and this week we have a guest. Hi, I'm Charlie, a high school member of the congregation. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're taping this on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but Charlie has been practicing holiday music for the choir, and let's be honest, I believe I've already seen Mariah Carey out there opening up the holiday music season with uh, her particular song. Already? Already. It's oh. time. It's time. Yowza. So, Charlie, I'm going to start with you. What does the choir think of the holiday music that you're singing? You guys have a lot of gigs coming up, and you tend to learn a mix of both sacred and secular music, right? We do. Um, I think for the most part, people are pretty excited about it. A lot of the times, that's because it's easier. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, a lot of the hymn stuff is pretty easily easy to learn because of how it's structured, and we do sight-read hymns every day. So it's stuff we kind of can figure out in a way that like some of the more secular stuff gets a little crazy. (laughs) Um, This year we're doing a piece that is a mashup of two secular songs and it's kind of a nightmare because chord structures are very different. (laughs) Oh, interesting. I've heard that song. Let's just say you've improved dramatically in the two weeks that I've been hearing you practice it. Don't, don't even. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a journey. Now, I'm asking what your choir thinks of the holiday music just basically because your generation, as far as Christianity goes, they're not known for their church-going ways, whereas I grew up pretty much in a very homogenous, white, very Christian place where everybody just—I mean, we sang Christmas songs in school around the holidays every year. So I've known them all from the beginning, and I'm talking Frosty along with the other ones, but— what do they think of them now? I mean, I don't really think much opinion has changed. It's stuff we've been hearing since we were very little because there's only so many songs, right? So, yeah. I mean, certain things are a little outdated now, word usage in particular. But even the non-Christians, are they like, why the hell are we singing holiday songs? <laughs> no, I feel like there's a very intense love of Christmas. Sure. So I don't think that the animosity that you are asking about is really there at all. I'm happy to hear that. So it's less about necessarily the religious side of the holiday and more about like secularizing Christmas. It's shopping. (laughs) Yeah. It's about shopping and gift giving. Yeah. Right. And trees and lights and that kind of stuff. And winter. Yeah. More, More so about winter. The songs that you're singing, are they more like Jingle Bells and Frosty the Snowman, or are they particularly religious, sacred, like Silent Night that has particular connotation and is singing about Jesus being born? Uh, We're doing a fair amount of Jesus being born stuff this year, which I think is interesting. Last year we had kind of an even mix, but I think because of the situations that we're in right now, it's much easier for us to learn hymns. So we're doing a gotcha. lot more of like Hark the Herald, uh, Angels We've Heard on High, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, like okay. that kind of stuff that's really like Jesus. It is very Jesus. <laughs> now, for those wondering what situation Charlie's talking about, she's not actually talking about the greater world. 
She's talking about Portland specific, where there happens to be a teacher strike going on, which means there's not a lot of instruction time for her choir to sing these songs for the gigs they have coming up. Yeah, that's right. Essentially, I am running rehearsals and such, which which is a lot. And it's unfortunate, but I think, you know, it's what has to be done. It's amazing. And congratulations, Charlie, for all the work that you are doing. And we stand strong with our teachers and our teachers union for the actions that they are taking to keep our students safe and to create a better environment for our schools and for all of our students in the Portland Public School District. So it's incredible the work that you're doing, but it does create this incredibly challenging situation for our students Mm -hmm. and for this particular choir that y'all have fundraising opportunities here at the holiday time that you're trying to put this music together for. So it makes sense that you're putting together the music that has some of this connotation, the Jesus stuff to it. How are the members of the choir? I know that you have non-religious members. Do you have interfaith members? And how do the interfaith members of the choir feel about this? Um, We try to shove in some Hanukkah stuff because, you know, it's the holidays. It's not like Christmas. And that's the only thing. Uh-huh. Um. So there's there's a couple pieces that we have that's like not <laughs> Christmas not related, just Christmas yeah which I think are kind of the more fun ones just because like yeah. the Christmas stuff is very like in the arrangement alone it's very heavy mm. like the chords are very like rich and like structured and just like a chunky maybe isn't the right word but just like you kind of just like go from one thing to another. In mm-hmm, a way that the mm-hmm. stuff that we're doing, um, we're doing a song called Fire Fire, which is about like starting a fire, trying to make latkes. Uh-huh. Um, and that sounds very different from the rest of our set just because of how chaotic it is. And like there's different parts that are running everywhere. And it's like truly like a chaotic family situation where it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, we're going to burn down the house. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not really reflected in a lot of our other pieces because they're so like traditional. Nice. But yeah. I thought it was interesting because you were sight reading Christmas songs out of the hymnal once when you were practicing. Yeah. Which is different from the sacred songs that you're singing in the choir itself, correct? Yes. How is it different? Could you describe it? Uh Notes and rhythms were different, like different harmonies, because there's different versions of everything because it's been around for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like even the stuff that we should have known, like only the Sopranos were able to really do it because that's the only line that really stays the same. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're difficult to read. It's just that like trying to figure out how it's not the same versus like, oh, I know this already. Mm-hmm. It's like pick out exactly the notes that are different and try to like wrap your head around those instead of sticking with your muscle memory. But I think people had a lot of fun doing it just because it's fun to challenge yourself like that. But no, it was definitely an interesting experience. Pastor Amanda, do you see a difference in the sacred music that's out there these days? Has that changed at all? I don't know that the sacred music has necessarily changed. I think that we find that there is just this kind of continual back and forth thing about when do we begin our holiday music and how 
who gets to choose when the holiday music begins and what is holiday music and what is holiday music versus winter music and those kind of different pieces and what is secular and what is sacred and how do we define that? And I think that that is an overall struggle to have this conversation about secular versus sacred music is constantly a question because you can take a look at something and one person can read the lyrics of a rock song and see, oh, well, that's definitely secular because the form and meter and chord progression are unfamiliar and don't sound like what you're going to hear in my church on my Sunday. But the lyric and the intention of the writer are very much sacred music. And so I think that we end up with these same kind of questions when it comes time to holiday music and Christmas music and winter music. What is secular? What is sacred? What is holiday? When do we get to start listening to them? Do you wait until after your Thanksgiving music to break them out? Do you not? Mm -hmm. Does the Peanuts music from the, you know... Charlie Brown Christmas? Charlie Brown Christmas. Does that count as Christmas music? Is that secular? Is that sacred? Who knows? It's all over the place. I think that when you have something like Hark the Herald Angels Sing and you read the lyrics and they're saying Christ the newborn king, you know this is a Christian piece of music about Jesus being born. Mm -hmm. That's a sacred hymn. That's a Christian piece of music. There's a thousand different arrangements of it, but that's a Christian piece of music. Silent Night. It is common in the secular world. Even I knew it before I became Christian, mm -hmm. but it's about the birth of Jesus. And I certainly sang it in school, but it's not something I think that is, it, you can't call that winter music. You can take a look at other music though, like what what's some of the secular winter music that we can look at and say, I mean, say, Winter okay, Wonderland, does that really... Do you want a sleigh ride? Sleigh ride, jingle bells. Um, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Let it snow. Let it snow. Blue Christmas. Blue Christmas. Those are all like winter songs. And or maybe have something to do with holiday gatherings. I think that some of my favorite music singing in choirs when I was in school were the pieces that were Hanukkah songs because I thought the melodies and the harmonies were just so much cooler. <laughs> they were so much more fun to sing. Yeah, that's something that yeah. never even crossed my path in small town Iowa back in the oh, 80s really? and 90s. No. <laughs> we at least had a couple. We at least had a couple of them. No, not until Adam Sandler did one on Saturday Night Live. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. Okay. The one thing I wanted to ask you about, Pastor Amanda, is sometimes, and it depends on the year, you have a particular version of songs that is Christmas music to Beatles tunes. Am I remembering this correctly? Oh, you're thinking of, well, it's the liturgy set to Christmas tunes. That's what I'm thinking of. Yep. And there's also a Beatles mass. So there's also a liturgy set to Beatles tunes. But you're thinking of the liturgy that is written to Christmas hymns, like Christmas carols, and the difference between a Christmas carol versus a Christmas hymn. 
is? <laughs> I think that we did a podcast on that with Janice Lord a long time ago, because there's a difference between a Christmas carol and a Christmas hymn. And carols, you'll probably need someone who's a little bit better of a music scholar than I am. But a hymn is something you're going to find in your hymnal. Carols are things that we sing out and about. Carols are like the wassail song kind of thing. Yeah. Joy to the World is a Christmas carol. Okay. And um, what else is a good Christmas carol? We Three Kings is a Christmas carol. Uh, So the Christmas carols that come along, those don't get sung for very long Mm -hmm. liturgically. So if we really want to get snooty about when we use our music, we use Advent music up until Christmas Eve, and then we can use Christmas music because we are waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. Hold it. Hold that breath. Mm -hmm. Waiting. And now we celebrate, right? Like we do that to ourselves for like a month and then we celebrate Christmas. And then the rest of the world is so done with it, but that's when we kick off with it. And then we get the 12 days of Christmas, which is another carol, by the way. Mm -hmm. Then we get the 12 days of Christmas and that's when we do all our carols and all our caroling. And because we don't get to do it for very much... There is a Sunday service where everything is set to the tunes of Christmas carols so that our Lutheran singers who love to sing can just belt out those tunes all the way through. And sometimes it really depends on whether or not the musician enjoys playing the music. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. That makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. And it's a lot of music. Like that service is just so heavy with Christmas carols and you're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's just so much music. So if your musician isn't really into it, it's just not very much fun. And keep in mind that the Christmas carols, kind of like Charlie said, they're not terribly challenging Mm -hmm. for musicians. Like they're fun, but they're not terribly challenging. So it really depends on what's going on for the day, how it kind of goes. But it is a fun service for those of us who are like good enough musicians and are there just to like sleep off extra sweets and opening presents and show up in pajamas and maybe have some hot cocoa and sit together and revel in the kind of dim light that is the end of the year. Charlie, do you ever notice the difference between the Advent music and the Christmas music? Like in church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's the waiting. <laughs> so much waiting. I just want to get to something I know, man. <laughs> Which begs the question, why don't we know the Advent songs better? I mean, we should be used to them more, at least four weeks of which, maybe. Yeah, but we only get four weeks, and it's the time when everyone is so busy. Yeah. Like, it's... The week after Thanksgiving. The Advent carols, they have not caught on the same way that the Christmas songs have caught on. Not at all. Not at all. And you don't hear them when you're out busy doing stuff. And it's not what families sing when they gather together. You don't learn them in college when you're, or high school. No. You don't go out, you know, Advent caroling. And people, I mean, let's face it. 
people in the United States are not all that interested in waiting, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> anticipation and waiting for things is not our greatest strength. No, we are kind of an immediate gratification kind of community. So Advent is kind of not what we're here for most of the time. That's fair. Okay, let's switch to some more contemporary songs. Because it seems like the canon of Christmas music sort of did close with Miss Mariah Carey. (laughs) Charlie, what's going on these days? Are they actually talking about things in popular music that gets released about Jesus? Or is it all snow and lights and Christmas trees and shopping? No, it's all about the concept of Christmas and not anything else. It's also very romantic, I think. Yeah. Like you have the romanticized view of Christmas, but you also have like the like, oh, I want to like have someone to keep me warm these holidays. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Yeah. The holding hands, the cute sweaters, the mug of hot cocoa kind of thing. Yeah. Snuggling under some blankets by the fire, you know, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's like the Hallmark Channel version of winter holidays going back to your hometown and seeing the person who is still there and has the steady job that is slower than the big city job. And is that what the holiday music is now becoming? It goes along with the Hallmark Channel winter movies? Essentially, yes. (laughs) Insert person wearing flannel here. Insert person wearing unsensible shoes. Mm Mm-hmm gently tumbling over onto them here (laughs) yeah the one that always makes me stop and think is i think bts or some k-pop group released a christmas album and i was like okay we really have gone that far with the holiday seasons was it stray kids it was stray kids and i'm honestly not shocked at all no why not (laughs) christmas is kind of it's a big deal in korea really well yeah there's there's a lot of christian people But it's also just like, oh, my God, fun holiday. So, like, it's go for it. It's a big media thing. And then, obviously, with the media, you have all the idols who are like, hell, yeah, I'll sing some Christmas songs. (laughs) Yep. But no, so that really didn't shock me at all. Because, like, every year, it's just like, okay, which random group of people is going to be singing uh, All I Want for Christmas is You as a collaboration? Like, who's doing it? (laughs) I think the last holiday album that I paid a lot of attention to was Pentatonix. Oh, sure. Because I love Pentatonix. I love their just delicious tight harmonies. They're so great. And they really have done some great holiday music. They have. I think we're kind of getting back into the groove of releasing holiday music that's actually like, okay. Because sometimes I feel like in recent years, and recent as in not recent, because that would negate (laughs) my statement that I just made. Um... (laughs) In mildly recent years, people have kind of been putting stuff out that hasn't really had a chance to like stick and just hasn't stuck. Mm. Whereas Are they like the Jonas Brothers, songs? the Jonas Brothers, like last year or a couple years ago, released a song, and then now everyone's like, "Oh, this is a kind of a good Christmas song." So it's taking time. It takes time to latch on, but also okay. like if someone releases something right away, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh!" and with the internet, like stuff blows up a lot easier than like. Yeah. a couple years ago that's true no i keep i keep seeing a lot more people releasing christmas music and now i think the thing is like is releasing a christmas version of your song and like it's the same song i'm gonna need it for instance like what you're changing like the lyrics of it to be christmas related oh interesting 
Sabrina Carpenter, she did this with her song uh, Nonsense. And what do you change that to? You just change the words in the song. Okay. Okay. So it's Nonsense Christmas version. Okay. Okay. And that's another thing that's been happening with K-pop is they just change the instrumental to have like some bells in it or something. And then it's like the Christmas version. <laughs> Ta-da! Nice. Yeah. Do they get a whole new dance to learn to? No. <laughs> Usually that version isn't even performed. Nice. They just change the background of it and then release it. Okay, this is going to lead me to my last question, which was originally going to be what's your favorite holiday song, which you can still throw uh-huh. in for funsies. But what I really want to know is who would you really, really want to release a holiday album? What would be your dream holiday album? Oh, see, I have to really think about this here. Take your time. Okay, I'll jump in and say the channel that I turn on when I am decorating my Christmas tree is Celtic holiday music. Okay, That does not shock me at all. (laughs) I'm sure it doesn't. (laughs) So I end up with like choral music and all kinds of different stuff. And probably like one of my very favorite songs is Luli Lule, which if you know what that one is really about is actually really sad because it's about the slaughter of the innocents. Yeah, right. It's a very sad Christmas song. But it's, you know, if we think about what our Christmas story is really about. Anyway, so that is my go-to holiday channel is Celtic holiday music. If I were to want like a holiday album, I would say probably something along those lines, like not even necessarily something in English, not even necessarily something that's upbeat but lots of choir soundish or just tight harmony it doesn't even need to be a f- like full choir like four piece six piece eight piece voice tight harmonies really luscious that you can sync your voice into um delicious fun stuff oh celtic woman yeah. <laughs> i don't know like i don't know what the names cuz i don't ever like I'm busy decorating my tree, mm-hmm. so I don't know the names of the people on my playlist. I just let it run, and whoever shows up, shows up. Yeah, that's my thing. Charlie, what about you? See, I can't really come up with one because, you know, the one person that I really wanted to release a Christmas album already has one. And that is? Well, tell us who it is. Kelly Clarkson, because uh, she's so good at everything. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a joke going around right now where it's like, you don't want her to cover your song because she'll do it better. Oh, it's so much better. I believe that. Her Christmas song, Underneath the Tree, and then her version of like Run Run Rudolph, it's all gold. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I have that on my playlist year round. <laughs> Excellent. Dawn? Well, the one that I really love is already out there, and it would be Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Although I would probably listen very very heavily to a lizzo christmas album myself oh i think she can have some bops yeah okay, mom with the vocab <laughs> i'm down with the kids hanging out with them quite a bit the last couple of weeks huh? <laughs> all right well thank you both pastor amanda and charlie for taking the time to help us learn a little more about holiday music i look forward to talking to you both on another podcast it's my pleasure Thanks so much for joining us. 
This was a ton of fun. If you have a particularly favorite piece of holiday music, it would be awesome to share that with one another. If you especially have a Spotify playlist that you want to shout out, link it on the Facebook page. Just go in there, toss that Spotify playlist in there, and let's see what we come up with. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what. <laughs>